0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and as far as I can tell, I'm the only podcast that's reading the uh, Bible from cover to cover, and uh, it's fucking astoundingly funny. At least I hope so. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and coming up and paying attention and so on. Uh, you guys came back in force after a hot second, so thank you. Thank you so much. Um... Have you uh, hope you guys, for us Americans, had a wonderful Memorial Day, um, remembering those who have fallen in the many many wars we had to ensure our freedoms and and destruction of terrible people, uh, across the way, um. Anywho, so yeah, hope you guys had a wonderful weekend of like celebrating or uh, remembering those who came before, etc., and, uh, hope you had a good barbecue, potentially. Um, and of course, anyone who is a veteran out there, and I know Memorial Day is for those who have fallen, but of course, thank you for your service. So, we're going to start this off, uh, as we usually do every particular week, with who the hell is actually listening to us. And right now, man, there's a lot of countries that are listening to us, but for this particular week, we only have the top ten. Last week, it was like the top six, which was very sad showing, but this time, I don't know what happened, but it seemed like the entire world decided to start listening a little bit, which is fucking rad, and I hope it fucking continues. Um, So, uh, the more you listen, guys, the more I can, uh, you know, put your names on up here, and so on. And, uh, of course, we're starting with the countries, and then, of course, your cities immediately after that. Um. So, top ten uh, countries listening to us. Proof that I am an international podcast, which is super rad. Uh, number ten, we have Lebanon, which I didn't know that was your flag. It admittedly looks like a little bit of a Christmas tree in the middle there. I don't know much about flags. Uh, looks awesome. Number nine, we have Argentina. We have uh, number eight, United Kingdom. Number seven, Egypt. Number six, Indonesia. At number five, the Russian Federation. Uh, At number four, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, Govina? I don't know if I said that right. At number three, Mexico. Hey, guys. At number two, we have Spain. And at numero uno, USA. USA. Um, and if you like listening to this particular podcast, please, please, oh, please, oh, please, uh, just keep listening, tell your friends, share, etc. cetera. Um, and if you want to find yourself talking to me, you can send off an email at according to stupid at com, and, uh, you can just send me a line and who knows if you feel like it, uh, your email might be featured on the particular podcast to hear that is an international podcast. Um. So we have the top ten cities, and the best way to do this get your friends to listen that are all in your same little city. And next thing you know, bam, you're right there. Uh, at number ten, we have uh, Comayagua, Honduras. At number ten, wow. Uh, number nine, Munich, Germany. At number eight, uh, uh Barcelona, Spain. Um, number seven, uh, Cernavaca. I hope Cernavaca, Cernavaca. Sorry, I'm bad at this. Uh, Mexico. Uh, at number six, we have Tomsk Russian Federation. At number five, Subang, Indonesia. Uh, at number four, we have San Jose, California. You guys fell from grace a little bit. At number three, we have Meridian, Idaho, close to where I live. Number two, Boise, Idaho, right where I am. And at numero uno, with quite the lead, is Kerryville, Texas. You guys are pretty awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, so... What the hell happened, uh, this last week? Um, so we just started, uh, the new, uh, Samuel. Samuel, uh, second Samuel, I suppose. And, um, from there, we're getting all sorts of fun shit. Uh, we're getting, uh, more of David, of what's going down. Uh, we just get, like, wanton wastelands of, like, everybody... Uh, that came before Jonathan and the others, they get to die. Um, (laughs) and, uh, David gets to kind of move up with, uh, into his new sphere. He's slowly becoming king, uh, which is kind of the eventual spoiler, I think, is what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, we're on Samuel 2, uh, 2 Samuel, we're gonna be on chapter 3, and I use King James Bible online just because I like to get confused about the shit I'm reading, and whenever I do happen to get confused, and if I need sort of clarification, I go to BibleHub.com to get me some help. Okay, everybody ready? Everybody listening? Let's find what the fuck, uh, what the fuck is happening. As I recall last time I yawned a lot, which I hope that doesn't happen this particular time, and again, I'm really sorry I didn't post on... Sunday, like I usually do, because Sunday would make a lot of sense for a particular biblical podcast, wouldn't it? Eh. Anyway, here we go. Second Samuel, chapter 3. Now, there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. Yes, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Probably helped that Saul and his sons are dead. And unto David there were sons born in Hebron. And his firstborn was Amnon, uh, of Ahinoam, uh, the Jezre- Jezreelites. And his second, Chiliab, of Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And the third, Absalom, the son of Makkah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Je- Ges- 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 Geshur. And the fourth, Adi- Adonijai, the son of Haggith. <laughs> and the fifth, uh, Sheph. Shephatiah, the son of Abital. Man, David, you're getting some girls out of this. And the sixth, uh, Ithrim, by, Dav- by Igla, David's wife. Uh, these were born to David in Hebron. So he's got six boys. And it came to pass, while well, there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul and Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah the daughter of Aya and uh, Ishbosheth said <laughs> said to Abner Wherefore hast thou gone unto my father's concubine uh, for funsies she seemed good uh, then was Abner very wroth for the words of Ishbosheth And said, I am a dog's head, which against Judah do shew kindness this day uh, unto the house of Saul, thy father, to his brethren and to his friends. And I've not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman. So he's like, dude, I could turn you over to the enemy right over there for making this fucking jab (coughs) about banging my like dad's whore or concubine, which is a nice way to put that. Uh, to do God, to do, so, what the fuck? So do God to Abner and more also, except as the Lord hath sworn to David, even so I do to him. Okay. All right. Whatever. To translate the kingdom uh, from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan even to Beersheba. Okay. And he could not answer Abner a word again, because he feared him. No shit. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, Whose is the land? Saying also, Make thy league with me. And behold, fuck! Make my league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee, and bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, Well, I will make a league with thee, but one thing I require of thee, that is, thou shalt not see my face. Fuck you, except thou first bring, uh... Mikal, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. Okay, so we're getting uh, the old wife of David, good fun, but this one dude, what is he, some messenger, or Abner, or whatever, being like, you're not going to see my motherfucking face for some fucking reason. And David sent messengers to ish Saul's son, saying, deliver me my wife Michal, which I espoused for me for a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. Oh, a hundred. I think I have two hundred foreskins uh, in a previous chapter. Maybe I fucked that up. Probably, more than likely I did, but ugh, can you imagine? And then you, like, fucking dump her after a couple of years because her father's trying to kill you. Understandably so, but for a hundred foreskins, oh my God. Hopefully they're dead first. And Ishbeth sent and uh, took her from her husband. Oh, did she remarry? Even from, uh, Faltiel, the son of Laish. Cool. Who's that? And her husband went with her along, weeping behind her to Bahurim. Then said Abner unto him, Go return. And he returned. So he got turned the fuck away. Go away! And Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, He sought for David in times past to be king over you. Uh, Now then do it, for the Lord hath spoken of David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people, Israel, out of the hand of the Philistines and out of the hand of all their enemies, despite the fact that this particular guy has been working with the Philistines to bring down the last guy who is supposed to be ruling over the Israelites. Admittedly, a little strange, but it is what it is. And Abner also spake in the ears of Benjamin, and Abner also went to speak in the ears of David, and David, and Hebron, all that seemed good to Israel, and all that seemed good to the whole house of Benjamin. All right, so we just spread the fucking word. So Abner came to David, uh, to Hebron, and twenty men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. All right. And Abner said to David, I will rise and go, and will gather all Israel unto my lord the king. That they may mm, that they may make a league with thee, and that the th- fuck, and that thou mayest reign over all that thine heart desireth. Woohoo! And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. We had a meal, and he's gonna fucking mark up my ass to everybody else in this particular piece of land. Fuck yeah! Good job, David. And behold, the servants of David and Joab uh, came from pursuing a troop. Okay, and brought in a great spoil with them, but Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. Fun. When Joab and all the host that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he hath sent him away, and he is gone in peace. Thank you for reiterating. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away? And he is quite gone. Honestly, because he sounded like he was going to tell everybody that I'm going to be king. So it seemed like a good idea to already just kind of send him. And I don't have to spend any of my hard-earned water or food to fucking feed that little messenger. And even if he does show up, we'll kill him back. Uh, thou Thou knowest Abner, the son of Ner, that he came down to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know th- all that thou doest, dost, dostest. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sirah. Uh, but David knew it not. Okay, so David doesn't give two fucks about this. Well, he just doesn't know two shits about this. But Joab is like, we're going to do this thing. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there, Ah man, poor Abner, under the fifth rib that he died. For the blood of uh, Asahel, his brother. Oh, well, I guess that worked out. So we have a guy who gets revenge. <laughs> and yet now David is going to be like, I'm going to be the fucking king. I'm going to be king. And the guy who's supposed to be sending the message gets killed by the guy who just fucking showed up. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Fair enough. Let it rest on the head of Joab and all his father's house, and let there not fail from the house of Joab one that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lacketh bread. What an ins That one's a good one. I like that. Hey, I'm going to curse you and your entire line to be nothing but cripples and diseased human beings, forever and always. Or those that falleth on the sword. I think I meant to put that in there. Um... Or lacketh bread. So they lack food, they might kill themselves, they need a stick to move, they're f- literally falling apart because they're a leper, or they have some sort of issue because that. Um, so Joab and Abishai, his brother, slew Abner because he had slain their brother uh, Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. I mean, we're getting revenge here. I'm always a big fan of revenge stories. And David said to Joab, And to all the people that were with him, rend your clothes and gird you with sackcloth, and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the bier. So I guess they all dressed in terrible clothing and went, Ah, what terrible, Abner was cool. And they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner. And all the people wept. You know, the more I talk about Abner, the more I think about, like, the pig. Wasn't there, like, a pig named Abner? Potentially more famous than this one. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner, as a fool dieth? Probably not, because they were like, Come with us, all right, I can come right the fuck back. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into fetters. As a man falleth before wicked men, so fellest thou. And all the people wept again over him. And when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David sware, saying, So do God to me, and more also if I taste bread or aught else till the sun be down. Okay. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as whosoever the king did pleased all the people. Hooray! Good, this guy's making a you know some good waves here. And for all the people in all Israel understood that day that it was not of the king to slay Abner, the son of Ner. Oh, he didn't kill him? And the king said unto his servants, Ye know not that there is a prince and a great man fallen this day in Israel? I'm assuming Abner. And I am this day weak, though anointed king. And these men, the sons of Zeruiah, be too hard for me. The Lord shall reward the doer of evil according to his wickedness. That's pretty awesome too. So far... Second Samuel's got some good, good things going. Yeah. I've just been informed that the pig in Hey Arnold was called Abner. So I was right. There was a famous pig in this whole thing. Fan-fucking-tastic. All right, gang. Uh, Chapter four. All right. So David laments, and everyone likes that they have their king lamenting. It's fucking rad. Um, here we go. And when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands were feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. No kidding, because Abner clearly made some fucking waves. And Saul's son had, Saul's son had two men that were captains of bands. Hmm. The name of the one was Bana cool, and the name of the other, Rechab. The sons of Rimon, the Beerothite. hmm, Birothite. Remon a Beerothite, and the children of Benjamin. For Beeroth uh, also was reckoned of Benjamin. Uh, you know these lines are just getting more and more confusing the more we're getting into this. And the Beerothites, I'm sure you can find them at any brewery, fled to Giddium uh, and were sojourners there until this day. And Jonathan, Saul's son, who died at the end of the last one. So I'm really confused where this particular book hits. But fuck it, whatever. And Jonathan, Saul's son, at the had a Oh, he had a son. Oh, just fucking keep reading, John. He had a son that was lame on his feet. Oh, fuck. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of uh, Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled, and it came to pass, and she made haste to flee, that he fell, and he became lame. God damn it. And his name was uh, Mephibosheth. Oh, fuck. Mephibosheth? Cool. Cool. All right, so this nurse is just trying to be like, oh shit, they killed him. They're probably going to kill the kid too. Must flee. Fuck, we dropped the kid. <laughs> and the sons of Rimon the Birithite, uh Richab and Benah, went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who lay on a bed at noon. Hi. And they came hither into the midst of the house as though they would have fetched wheat, and they smote him under the fifth rib. Wow, that's a popular spot to kill somebody. And Rachab and Benath, his brothers, escape. So, really, Ramon was the one doing the killing. He just, ah, fuck you, Ish-bosheth. Uh For when they came into the house, he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, and they smote him, and slew him, and beheaded him, holy fuck, and took his head, and gat them away through the plain all night. Wow. All right, so they really killed Ishbethesh. And they brought the head of ish unto David to Hebron. And I'm sure he was just, ah, fuck. <laughs> like, I have just buried Abner, and now I get to see this guy. And said to, uh, to the king, Behold the head of ish uh, the son of Saul, thine enemy, which sought thy life, and the Lord hath avenged my lord the king this day of Saul and of his seed. Ah, huh. thanks. Appreciate it. But I did do a lot of forgiving in the last book, and... Uh, Thanks, I guess, but I don't know how God's going to react to this, because he is rather flighty. And David answered Richab and Benah, his brother, the sons of Ramon the Berethite, and said unto them, As the Lord liveth, who hath redeemed my soul out of all adversity, when one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings, I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag. Oh, right, he slew the armor-bearer. Who thought that I would have given him a reward for his tidings? Oh, shit. I wonder if these guys knew that particular bit of news. I really hope they did, or didn't, I guess. It would make more sense that they didn't be like, oh shit, you didn't reward them? Oh no. That would be fucking terrible. So I'm betting these two are just about to get their, you know, just rewards. How much more when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house upon his bed? Weird. News travels fast. But I'm sure they told him the whole story. Be like, he was laying in bed at noon and we just fucking... Shall I not therefore now require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? Ooh, ah, Samuel's too. Second Samuel is some great ones, man, oh man. And David commanded his young men and they slew them, oh my God, we've marked people, and cut off their hands and their feet and hang them up over the pool in Hebron. Wow, like hopefully, was it the watering hole? Because that might have been a bad idea. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the sepulchre of Abner in Hebron, even though these two seem to be kind of a little bit at odds. You know, good job. So, sometimes it uh, doesn't pay to be Johnny on the spot. Um, <laughs> you know what, gang? You guys deserve one more chapter. Um, we're only at 20-minute line. We might make this into a 30-minute one. We don't know. About time, right? I've been sending you really short ones for your commute, so... You probably might appreciate that. All right, guys. Second uh, Samuel chapter five. Uh, then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron and spake, saying, "Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh." Hot diggity damn. Uh, also in time past, uh, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he. Uh, thou wast he that lettest out and broughtest fuck in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, "Thou shalt feed my people Israel." Oh, what? <laughs> Okay. And thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king of Hebron. The king and king David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. Hooray! David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. That's a pretty good, like, because I'm about to hit thirty, and I do not have anything of what it takes to even hope to rule over a bunch of Hebrews, or even people for that matter. Hell, I can barely reign over a dog. Um, And to reign for that for 40 years? So he went until he was 70? What a guy. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem, he reigned 30 and three years over all Israel and Judah. Dang, man. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem unto Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Okay, so just to see and if I'm totally clear on this, They David's going to Jerusalem, and uh, he wants to... Some dude wants to just like remove all the, the lame and the blind and the Oh, don't do this, cause David'll be fucking pissed. Um Am I hearing that right? Let's see. Where are we at? We we are on uh five and five six. All right, so this is where we happen to use Biblehub.com for us to figure out what in the fuck does this actually fucking mean? Um and in the different versions they seem to be Okay, let's see. So the new international version, which is kind of the one that everyone wants me to read. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem to attack the Jebusites. Oh! Who lived there. The Jebusites said to David, you will not get in here. Even the blind and the lame can ward you off, they thought. David cannot get in here. So they're basically throwing a lot of shade at him, going like, fuck you. Um, okay. But clearly things work out pretty all right. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. Awesome. The same is the city of David. All right. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth, up, uh, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter and smiteth the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they say, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. Okay. So it sounds like David was just here to be like, Let's kill motherfucking everything. So David dwelt in the ford and called it the city of David, and David built round about from uh millo and onward inward, okay, and David went on and grew great, and the lord and the Lord God of hosts was with him. I certainly hope so, because uh he's not been around for a hot second, and Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. oh well, look at that. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that they had exalted his kingdom for the people Israel's, for his people Israel's sake. Uh, you, we keep telling you you are, and you should fucking take the hint. Also, this king was like, we should build him a house. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem. Good plan. After he was come out from uh, Hebron, and there were yet sons and daughters born of to David. Oh, no. No, we just have a bunch of fucking names now, don't we? All right, here we go. And there be the names of those who were born unto him in Jerusalem. Here we go. Shamuah, mm-hmm, the big whale. And Shabab, uh, as in Kebab. And Nathan, good one. And Solomon, I bet we hear more about him. Uh, Ibhar also, and Elishua, and Nepheg, and Japhia, and Elishama, and Elada, and Eliphallet. That's it. Okay, great. Let's let's move on. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. It was like, hey, king. And the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Cool. And David inquired, inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up to the Philistines? I mean, I hung out with them quite a bit. I kind of owe them something of an explanation when hanging out with them, and I'm doing some really great stuff. And then all these people in Israel who, uh, if we assume that this is, that no one knows that they're the leader of their own story, should go like, eh, what should I do? Oh, God. Uh, the Lord, where should we go? Um, Won't thou deliver them into my hand? Ah, great. So, shall I go down there and kill them all? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. Ah, great. This is a bunch of double-crossing, isn't it? And, ah, fuck. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Fuck, yeah. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim, even though it very much seemed like that place was that place before it was called that place. Uh, and there they left their images and David and his men burned them. Alright, cool. And the Philistines came up yet again. How many are there? Like literally, like they keep on fighting these fucking Philistines. At some point you just gotta go like, we're gonna need to wipe these people off. Because it's really being fucking tiring of just dealing with them fucking Fuckingly. And spread themselves in the Valley of Rafem. Again. And when David inquired of the Lord and said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. Huh. Is this uh, where the uh, pop goes, the weasel thing? Although there's a mulberry bush. And let it be when thou hearest the sound uh, of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee and smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so, as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Jeba until they'll come to Gezer. All right, gang, so we just got a whole nother war coming upon us from the Israelites and the Philistines. We got a quite a few characters who decided to die and be murderedified, And more get murderedified because they murdered a dude and thought it was a good idea, even though they probably didn't hear about the whole Saul murder thing. Even though that poor armor bearer was like, stab me, and okay. And I thought the armor bearer killed himself, but maybe there was some dude who was just laying claim to it. I'm not really too sure. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts, questions, or concerns, uh, or even just want to say hello, when I then I do very much like it when people say hello, you can send me an email at according to stupid at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. It's real easy to find. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter sphere at accord to stupid. And uh, on the face place as well. I usually post some cool shit on there sometimes whenever I happen to find it. And uh, if you like this show, please leave us a rating of five stars if you can on the Apple Podcasts app. That's where you can best show us off and you can share us with everybody. being like this idiot's pretty fucking funny and he's dumb as shit. Hence the title of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and uh, you've been gospel to by the stupid.